Welcome in everyone to another edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. It's two niggas on the couch. You didn't say it last episode. <laughs> I don't ever say it. I let you say it. Yeah, but you should have said it anyways with my, my fucking absence. The streets want to oh, hear me. Oh, that's true. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I figure should have said it. He was also sitting to my left. So he I'm was sitting to your right. He was sitting in my seat. He was in your seat. Oh, I know nigga. Was in I know. Seat. And he was supposed to be here tonight and he wasn't. Oh, when I see that nigga, I'm going to talk to him. About that. <laughs> um, I'm Curtis Sheehan. To my left, per usual, is Victor Greenwood. Per um, usual. Per usual. Coming up, we got J.R. Smith going back to school. Hey, good for him. <laughs> we got the new Marvel trailer, the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. We're going to talk about that. They still doing that shit? <laughs> and the thing that is literally sweeping across America, the Crate Challenge. The Crate Challenge! Oh, I cannot wait to talk about that one. But first, we're going to talk about Boozy Badass took some shots at Lil Nas X on The Breakfast Club recently, where he was essentially taking the what about the kids route to some of the exploits and some of the lyrics that the singer, rapper Lil Nas X has been doing. Mm -hmm. I think he took a lot of offense to the rumor that if Lil Nas X were to perform nude at the MTV VMA Awards, he was going to do physical harm to him. Uh, Victor, this has been something that has been going through the Twitter sphere for the last less than 48 hours. Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of this has been going on. So when you watch this interview... What was your biggest takeaway from it? And where, where do you think we go from here? So, it's obviously it's a complex, like, situation. Because what, what, essentially, at the end of the day, what Beezy, what, what, what Boozy said, it's like, okay, you're entitled to your own, your own opinion. Yeah. That's fine. We can, we can agree with that. But it's like, you have to be careful what you say when you're someone in your position. Because you have... We'll get to Instagram right now, but, like, he has thousands of followers, technically. <laughs> yeah. And people will listen to his word and, like... He he might not he he kind of came out and said that he didn't mean to cause him any harm in the sense of like oh I'm gonna do it regardless but it was like nigga you said that like you, right. you you said I will whoop your ass but he he clarified it by saying like if I was sitting on the front row first off Boozy you're not gonna sit in the front of the fucking award show <laughs> that that's incredible I mean it's MTV so it's like that's if, what I'm saying you would if it was BT if source, you were, maybe not even that one all out of all the rappers why would I put you in the front row yeah you know what true. I'm saying but like that's one thing but he was implying on. No matter, he said, if that person was straight or homosexual, I would do the same. Then the question responding back was like, so what about when women do the same thing? Is that a problem? And then he was like, uh, so you could tell. It's quiet. like, yeah. it's essentially he has a problem. He might have a, a deep rooted problem with homosexuality. That's on him. That's that's how he wants to live. How he wants to yeah. live. But it's like, let the, let the boy live. Like, See, I thought it was interesting when... He's like he took the Maude Flanders route mm-hmm. or the Helen Lovejoy route from The Simpsons, where it's like, think of the children, think of the children. It's like, wait a minute, like you're saying that kids shouldn't live up to this person because there's this quote unquote gay agenda mm-hmm. within Hollywood where it's you can't weird. be straight anymore. Which I find that very hard to believe. It's, I, I definitely think you can be straight, but I don't think you can be narrow minded. That's number one. That's what I think he was doing, being narrow minded. He's being narrow minded. I think another thing too is like. On the one hand, where you look at the straight kids, where you're like, oh, this could turn them gay. I think for every kid you look at that, you have to look at the kids who are like, maybe Lil Nas X is a role model because like, hey, I like want to dress. That way. I feel that way. I want to dress that way. I want to be accepted in doing that. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that because people like you and the baby are going to like then water down my growth saying I'm only doing it for like a political agenda mm-hmm. and I don't agree with that because we have seen so many hate crimes against the LGBTQ plus community 
and I, I think it's great what Lil Nas X is doing. Like, I love Lil Nas X. When he, I, he makes hits. He makes hits. When I saw him on SNL, and you know he's kind of just fun. Like he's like a kid just having Yo, fun. If you don't like it, turn the fucking channel. Like simple as that. There's it, some, it, all these fucking dramas and music. I don't listen to half this shit. Right, like, and it's like, oh, we're, you're trying to brainwash kids in this gay propaganda. I was like, I don't really agree with that. It's not yeah, and then at the same time, I think you can just take your children aside, especially when it, like, as you said, your male children, because when a female does something like that, it doesn't really matter, but when you take your male child and say, hey, look, I know you like women, like, I know you're straight, but hey, look, there's some people out here who feel differently about that, it's di- like, I don't know how you want to look at it, like, is sexuality a spectrum, uh, is it a choice, are you born that way, I'm not even saying I go that deep. They keep changing it. They keep changing know. it, but at the same time... All you have to do is say, this is what you like, but just because this is what you like doesn't mean you have to get in the way of what someone else likes. Mm-hmm. Especially when you say, when I see him, and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to yeah, him. That's why, like, he clarified that part, but it's like, bro, like, it's already done. Like, you said what you said. Right. Like, and he, that's why, like, with Charlamagne, he, Charlamagne was talking to him. Like, it was a good interview. Like, you, I definitely, I saw it more from his perspective why he said the shit he said. But this is also memorable. This is, this is weeks after he could have had training by this point. But even now, even though he was still, it was every single time he would ask, they asked questions about like, no, not X, for example, he would respond with, what about when women do the same thing? And then he said, you're talking about corrupting kids, like, you're a rapper. I think that's the, like, I think Charmaine raised a very good point where he said, you're saying that kids can't look up to him, but when was the last time kids could actually look up to rappers? When you guys have such explicit lyrics, you guys talk, you talk about, about killing, selling drugs, killing all that stuff, bitches, and all that. And I think that brought up another good argument that I've heard before: is how do you feel about men who, like black men specifically, black comedians specifically, who wear dresses, like Tyler Perry oh, Medea? Yeah. There are some men who are like, I don't want to support Tyler Perry because the history of trying to demask, like make us emasculate mm-hmm. with putting a black man in a dress. But we've seen so many comedians who have succeeded from it. Whether mm-hmm. it's you know Martin Lawrence and Shanene, or whether it's like Eddie Murphy and all that. The person, no, sorry. But but how like but however on the flip side, you won't watch that because like I won't support a man who cross dresses or dresses mm-hmm. up like a woman. But then on the other hand, it's like oh, have you watched Power? Yeah. Power's the shit. But then it's like wait a minute, what's the story of Power? It's like this real gangster shit, gangster shooting, killing, drug selling, mm-hmm. which also doesn't put black men in the most positive light. No. So which like you really can't have it both ways, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna build up a black community, you gotta support everything every spectrum of it you might not like it but at the very least you can say okay Tyler Perry has made how much money doing Medea he's employed how many new actors and actresses how many people behind the scenes have he, has he done like production work which is also a hard thing for black people to just get just construction from building a studio exactly like he's he's single handedly has touched 100,000 people probably and with, just and with, within branches of branches of stuff like and he didn't make them go to Hollywood or doing anything he could easily stay to LA that. but he's like nope I'm from Atlanta I'm from Georgia mm-hmm. I'm gonna like do all the stuff in Atlanta and I'm gonna hire people who wanna stay in the south and do this and build an empire and he's done that and I'm not saying Lil Nas X is gonna be comparable to that I think, he's, of- I think he's insecure next season Oh, is he really? And he, 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 he turned down a role in or some no, major movie. Oh, before not, not, before, before, before he turned it down. No, he's, no, he's, he's being in next season. No, he is, but he turned down the first Because he couldn't because of the music. Yeah. I was like, but, he, I was like he thought he's going to be something big soon. But again, like, that tells you, like, it's not really a propaganda. It's just, like, they're exploring and opening the door more and, like, showing more representation. So there are kids like that. Hey, you know what? If, it's also, also, it's time. Like, people are gay out here. Like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like people are gay, like let it, like who gives a fuck, like right. First off, if there was more men that were gay, easier for me. That's more girls for me. You know what I'm right. saying? So like, yo, have y'all fun, niggas. Like, 
But like what Lil Nas X is doing, like he's the he's he's obviously there's there's other gay artists that aren't out officially for various reasons because of people like Lil Boosie. Yeah. But um, by Lil Nas being out, like yeah, you could some might say he's a little extreme, you know. But like someone like this one girl, Flame Monroe, a, a comedian, transgender, I forgot. She calls she goes by all pronouns. Okay. She made a thing about Tyler Perry's like Tyler Perry's wearing a dress, true, but he's making a joke of it because he's wearing an ugly fucking dress. Right. He's wearing a dress that's big on purpose. Right. Like, his character is like, yeah, you could say, like, people could argue, like, oh, you're demasculating the man, but it's like, not really. He's like, he's making fun of the, the whole satire, of like, oh, they think we do it all the time, so I'm gonna make a joke of it. And he right. flourished with it. Yeah. Because Medea is fucking hilarious. Like, and he found, a, he found an audience. Because, like, with Shanene, he was more trying to be an actual woman. Like, right, that's with true. With the heels and stuff and the hair. Yeah. But with, like, almost like the point where, like, people act like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a woman. But, like, with, with, with um, Medea, it was like, you knew, like, oh, it's Tyler Perry. Like, it's a big-ass woman. Like, fuck out of here. Like, Well, I think it's interesting because the last time we spoke, we talked about Boozy and baby kind of, like, having the same idea. Like, wait, why are you trying to cancel this man? Mm-hmm. And now it was reported that baby's actually going to perform at Little Boozy's oh, yeah, he was backyard a birthday party. Mm-hmm. I think that brings up a point we talked about a couple weeks ago where it's like, look, like the baby, you had it. You had a like a bag. You had your way to get into it. And like you saying what you said at Rolling Loud has kind of like uh, like you stumbled whereas you look up Lil Nas X, how like he's doing SNL. Oh, he's he's possibly doing Okay. So like it's why it comes down to like as a person, where does the baby see his where does he consider himself a success at? Is he saying like, hey, is he on a more like, hey, I'm performing on top of a stage at, a, at the Boosie Fest? Even though some might say, oh, it's, just, it's a ring ding fest, but like, he's probably going to bring in at least 20,000 people there, most likely. Yep. It's in the South. So, like, if you want to stay true to your fans, okay, you're all good. But if you want to, like, also, he was just at um, SummerSlam, not Summer, um, Power 106 in New York. It's nice having their, their, their concert. That was at the stadium, sold out. Obviously, it wasn't for him specifically, but when he walked out there, the crowd. Roared for him, yeah. So I do think, like I said, like this year, take it off, take the year off, bro, because you kind of you really, you 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 unfortunately you said some two you said two statements together you shouldn't have said together, and that's all that was. Yes. But I do think, yo, he'll be he'll be he'll be back. I don't know about he'll be, if he makes it to like the fucking selling out arenas is hard for any artist. That's number one. So football and also football feels different. Like a football field selling out. That's a different caliber. Like I don't think the baby would ever touch that level because you're talking about football stadiums are only fucking Kevin Hart comedian. Uh, you have Jay Z, Jay Cole, yeah. Like there's Drake and yeah. Kanye. He can do it. Yeah. The Migos can't do that. Migos are has they are baby can't. Do, little baby can't do that shit. Like they, rappers cannot sell out a football stadium. Basketball arenas all fucking day. <laughs> all fucking. Day. Remember half the courts taken away. Like half the thing. It's not a full capacity. But with football stadiums. That's just full capacity because you're in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you have like eight, you added more seats. So that's why the baby, as long as if he could, if he's content with playing like the 30k circuit for the rest of his life, then he's happy. He's good. Yeah, but, but I don't if, think if he's he wants him with that, well, that's all. That's all. That's true. But then also he can go overseas and probably fucking go crazy. A lot of a lot of artists, which is funny, people go like, "Oh, where'd you go?" They travel overseas only because overseas they, those fans will get to see them. So when those fans, like, once once every two years, they show up, like, oh, we're going out there for them. But in L.A., I was like, L.A., for us, like, every artist has to come through L.A. on a tour. Like, yeah. you can't go on a tour and not go to L.A. once every year. Like, or you're fucking dead. <laughs> it is, though. You're, like, you're dead. Like, it says, like, oh, you're old news now. 
Yeah. You know, you got to keep us alive. You got to keep us wanting to go. So that's why, like, we have an unfair advantage, but the baby will be fine. Watch next year. I think by next year, he ain't doing Coachella next year. There's not a lot of stuff now. Like, I doubt he's Coachella. But he can also, he can always come out and talk to someone and get some education. Like, a sincere apology, really all he has to do. He can have yeah. one. Like, let's say for next, say, like, we'll say, well, October 2nd comes out. He's like, yo, listen, for the past seven weeks, I've been talking with these people, like, ex- some fucking group. And then he's, they, they come out like, oh, yeah, we've been talking about this stuff, learning this, doing this and that, volunteering and stuff. No footage of it yet, but brings it out later on, like a documentary. That'd be smart for him. Have a documentary of him changing his life. And then shit like that. Make some money out of it. Well, so here's the other thing, too, because I'm so glad that you brought up, like, we're going to continue this step of the story with uh, rappers beefing. Yeah. Because it's funny that you bring up, you know, Drake and uh, Kanye. So they have a little bit of beef, long-standing beef. I have no idea. So just to kind of uh, give a backstory of what happened recently, uh, Trippy Red released an album, Trip at Night, and it has a song on there called Betrayal with Drake. And Drake raps, uh, I barely know, 45, 44, burned out, let it go. Yay ain't changed shit for me. It's set in stone. Mm -hmm. So then Kanye comes back. He posted and quickly deleted a screenshot to his... Instagram account of a group chat with eight other people, one of whom uh, speculated was... It's presumably Pusha and Virgil in there. Yes. So it's the people that <laughs> Drake has had been beefing with since at least the last four, three or four years. So I don't really know what to make of this. Victor, like, there's so much in here. It's simple. Um, it's just rich nigga shit, bro. <laughs> like, these niggas, like... They, like I, I've never really I don't understand what people get like people feed into this bullshit like this is what got Tupac and Biggie killed like feeding in the beefs like and they don't nobody give a fuck like y'all two do that shit on your own like time like I don't got I got things to worry about we got COVID and shit out here niggas ain't, niggas ain't wearing masks still at grocery stores bro that's my problem I don't give a fuck about these two niggas beefing about whatever the fuck they want to beef about but to me I think that's the thing it's like one I feel like yay it's a, I feel like they're so different right and mm-hmm. you think like they would get along because they're both such not only spectacular artists, but they're really good at music. And I don't just mean that from like the rap point of view. I feel like if they want to go on like rock, classic, they have just this plethora of, ca- of catalog that they could really do. Because they, they, they're, see, like, saying like earlier, the stadium thing, they're different levels of, they're like how there's levels to this shit. Like there's regular artists, there's your superstars. And there's niggas like these motherfuckers. Okay, but do you feel like they're on the same level, or do you think one's better than? I should say better, but do you think there's one bigger? Because I think right now Ooh. it's got to be Drake, right? So I would argue with that one. I would say no, for one reason. Ooh, because when Kanye f- has did what three fucking album previews already, and niggas are still coming back, they're going, going have another one. Yeah, in Chicago, so, Donda. Is that your friend? No, so it's yeah, his mom's name. Okay. So it's after his mom. That's why he's, he's building the fucking the house that they grew up in. He, I saw that he's putting his like which uh, is, a, a model is, of his house which is, at Soldier Field. Which is wow, uh, like Chicago. the amount of money this must cost. Like, because yeah. that means the Bears obviously are not in town for the next two weeks. Preseason games, like, wait for the regular season. Because there's no way NFL would be like, yeah, no, it's not happening. <laughs> no, it's not happening. But like, the bigger artists, like, I think Kanye might be the bigger artist for the sole reason that he's been around a little longer. So he has a different fan base, I would say. Cause like it also like I don't think any other any other artist can convince people to come out. People flew to Atlanta for so, that fucking yeah, thing. Exactly. And I think he's also as old Kanye, he set the bar by no one has ever did that before. Like, yo, album release party 
at the fucking football stadium. Well, so it's so hard for me to say because it's like I listen to I li- listen to both. Like mm-hmm. I remember you and I, two thousand four, listening to College Dropout. Oh, you always gotta date us, bro. Because <laughs> that's because that's how long Kanye's been around. Mm-hmm. Like we were there with like through the wire, where he's like my mouth shut. Like we yeah. were like we were there. We followed him. You know, he made a song called "The Old Kanye." I miss yeah. the old Kanye, and I rock with that song because yeah, I miss the old Kanye. Like when yeah, I, I don't go, like this new shit, but like that's just because something else though. No, but I mean like once once he got to my beautiful twisted dark fantasies, I was like, dude, like this is like that's out, why this like, album's up. That's here. why I think Kanye be the bigger artist. This like it's up here, but then you look at like Jesus, mm, Life of Pablo. I like the first four first four tracks on there, plus the uh, you know old Kanye. But then you look at Drake, and I think like. Drake has more appeal with like younger Gen Zers. Like I still listen to Drake. I know you listen to Drake, but I think when you look at all the record he's doing, where he's like, I got what you have. so basically, I think from a PowerPoint stand of view, Kanye is the better performer, better artist, but Drake did something smart. He got into all the corporate field and the marketing field. Yeah. So that's all. That's why I think a lot of Drake's shit. Sometimes some of some, some of his songs, as good as they are, because of all these systems that he they're paying into, like Apple pays with them. They force feed that shit into your fucking throat that you're forced to like it. I think that's one, but then you look and it's like. But Drake is very talented. You look at Drake. Doesn't Drake have like a hundred songs on Spotify that have like over something a million, stupid. like something million st- listens? It's like something yeah. ridiculous. He something became the first w- artist to do that. Wild like that. He was yeah. like the only artist to have like the one, two, and three like best oh, yeah. songs, first three, scary hours, and the, all that. Billboard. Yeah, it's, it's he, the first player to have first artist to have three song premiere top three. Yeah, but that's also because I think I always I've always thought Drake's marketing team is fucking genius right. because most rappers. They wouldn't have dropped all three at the same time. They'll drop one, two, and three eventually are like small. But Drake does not drop music enough to the point where like he he create he, he makes the demand. Yeah. He has he makes the demand go so high so that when he dropped those three fucking songs and it was smart dropping three only, because if it was like 10, 15 songs, you can't play all fifteen. But you could play all three. Right. You could play you could play three songs for thirty minutes straight. But, and not be bad. And it's funny you say, why do you always have to date us? And I'm thinking about it. I was like, I get dated with Kanye because it takes me back. Mm. Like, when I do listen to those songs, and I remember, like, I saw on Twitter, they asked the question, what was the last physical CD you bought? And the last two physical graduation? CDs. The last two physical CDs I bought was Graduation and then 50 Cent's Curtis because they had that whole, like. you would buy Curtis. Yeah, because it was like, they had that, the that whole thing. The one, like, that the, that's what some people were speculating that, that Kanye's doing this shit. They'll do that again. To hype up his album? Because he, he, they think he, he's pushing it back because of Drake. See, but okay, so that, like, but so then you look at Drake, and when you look at Drake, and when he does his music, I'm like, oh, damn. Like, we're, wait, this song came out like three years ago. Like, you know, so that's it, it's not really did. a big difference. Because Drake had a lot of mixtapes that came out way before. No, I, I remember that. And but, then yeah. he. Obviously, streaming services don't like they don't they, you can't represent mixtapes because they're usually not, not not their work. It's good to get them cleared and shit. And I'm Drake, sure if we go to Spotify, no, we'll no, they're, they're on now, right? Like, but before it's, that, but when they when he put them on there, it he had no songs out still. Like, it was after the views, and they're like, he's like, oh, guess what, guys? I put the mixtape on the spot. We're like, what? And everybody who was like, who's beginning Drake fans, like, oh my god, that shit went number one, right? Because he's I, that's why I think Drake is just he's 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 understood supply and demand so great. And he's perfected it. That he's still, he might not. Okay, he's not number one technically right now because he has an album out. But I think the second his album drops, he's back on top. Of you. Right, and I also think the cool, like the difference between the both of them is with Drake, he's gonna give you like the Marvin's rooms, mm-hmm. like those type of things. But he's still gonna give you something to like listen to in the club. 
Yeah. Whereas I feel like when Kanye makes an album, it's wherever he is at that point in his life. That's what he wants to see. So it's like, hey, like if he's doing this album about his mom, it's like he could be reflected on that time now That's that he's I mean. like a father. It's, I think it's gonna be a mixture of mixture of God too, obviously. Yeah, with Life of Pablo, where he's all like, you know, I'm married to this beautiful woman, but like I still want to go out here and do like adultery type stuff. Um, so here's my question for you, because we're looking at Drake and Kanye, who are both really successful in their own right, but they are as individuals they're also both a part of a big three so with drake you know you got Lil wayne drake Nicki minaj on the other end you got jay-z kanye and rihanna so my question for you is who has the bigger big three jay-z and rihanna no question and kanye and kanye. you have three billionaires okay simple enough right there <laughs> They're, they're that, that's how you win. They're literally three billionaires. For that's a how you it's win. Not like, obviously, you can argue about semantics like, oh, because this, this, and that. No, them three motherfuckers are billionaires off of music. Obviously, not off music, but music led them to other ventures that made them billionaires to right. the point where two out of three of them don't even fucking make music anymore. Right. Jay-Z is like, I'm straight businessman. Jay-Z and then Rihanna's like, you ain't going to say yeah, I'm yeah, from it again. Fuck. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, you have Nicki, you have Drake, and who was the third person you said with them? Uh, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Like, they're fine. Like Lil Wayne was definitely one of the hottest rappers of all time. Like he had his he, Lil Wayne's run, cannot be fucking disguised from nothing. Lil Wayne. So what what would you say his run started at? Oh seven, oh eight. Something top of the game. I'm thinking yeah, like like because if you talk about like Fireman, like that was like oh five oh six because it st- it started him up. Nah, nah, nah. But then like Lollipop. Every so girl in the world, so like, 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 like all, like when he was doing all like, those features. Nah, it wasn't. See, it wasn't. See, the thing is, it's not even about the actual albums that gave a fuck. It was the Drought Three. Mm. What year did the Drought? I looked that up. See, I like No Ceilings. That see, was like my okay, No Ceilings was good, but when the Drought Three came out, that was when Little Wayne just because he had the Carter Three that also came out. Like he had a lot of stuff. And two thousand seven. So the other big thing too is like. If you're gonna talk about big three and you're like, okay, it's money, but is it also influence? Because how many rappers are aspiring to be the next Lil Wayne? Like we already know, Young well, Thug is like, if it wasn't for him, like I would like not be here. So I don't think rappers are aspiring to be him anymore. But like you said, Young Thug, like that that era, that, those rappers. Well, I mean, how did. many people have little like little in their name? Well, that little before Lil Wayne though, like that's rappers know shit before him though. I wanna know who, who was the first Lil. Little Bow Wow. No, the first Little Romeo. I don't know the first Little was, but there was other rappers that were going by Little. But like Little Wayne, obviously was one of the bigger ones. But even that that whole era, like yeah, Little Bow Wow, all the motherfuckers, like they were yeah. all. Little Bow Wow was out since what? We were fucking like sixth grade. So I was gonna say like, what is that? 2001? 2000, like two thousand three. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like so like Little, I don't. He might have, he might have been considered the coin of it because he was the biggest one doing it. Yeah. But there was other... Are there, are there a lot of people? Well, I mean, Lil Bow Wow, but I don't think he was an original, though, because Lil Bow Wow was supposed to be, like, next Snoop Dogg when Snoop he was signed to Death Row. Yeah. So that's that. But the one thing I will say is when we bring up our first two topics where we got Boozy Badass going after Lil Nas X for the sexuality part of it, and then we got Drake and Kanye, which seems a little bit more personal... But at the same time, I think your sentiment of... Hold on, side note. The Drought 3 came out before No Ceilings. Yo, no, I figured that. So no it Ceilings was, was 07. It was two mixtapes before it. So No so Ceilings was 07 or 08. So, by, so I would say the Drought 3 opened the door. Yeah. And I said... It was it was causing dedication after that. Dedication was fucking fire. After that, when No Ceilings came out, that was the ice cream paint job one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when... By that point... 
he was established. That was it. Boom. Like, that was it. But I think just... he was established like with, oh shit, there's no ceilings. Boom. But then like, what were the songs that took him to commercial? What were the songs that took him from BET to MTV? I'm the best rapper alive. Like, that's what I'm talking Mr. about. Three P. Because like, I think of Lollipop. Like when Lollipop came out, because he had like, Reeves with Kanye on it. Like that was that was always on MTV, and then like every girl in the world, like that was always. That was a different era because music videos were big then. Well, see here, because the TV shows like those. no, but like that's what I was gonna ask you when we talk about Boozy Badass going after Lil Nas X and then Kanye and and Drake going after each other, and we talk about like throwbacks and dating ourselves. Don't these beefs feel different? Like remember, remember like beef. What's beef? Beef is when you like remember those like things yeah. used to come out. It was like oh, it's Fifty Cent versus Ja Rule. It's Lil Flip versus well, Ti. But then now you have like Lil Nas X versus like versus Boozy Badass. It's like not, it's, it's not it's not beef, but like well, it, it, it is beef though. I mean, know? if you got Drake and Kanye saying we we haven't stand each other for twelve years. Well, who says that though? That just the blog said that they didn't say out their own mouths. Okay, so like so what like would you one remember, how has media, how has beef changed and then two. Like, how do you know when something's no, a beef? There's still real beef. You know, this is kind of rap. No, I'm saying, but like, beef at the highest level. This is what I'm talking about. Like, you're oh, like saying the like top, the top performers. The, like, it, like we know that there's beef within rap. Like, we know that that's always gonna be there. But like, again, you're right with the media where we know that like the East Coast West Coast thing was like a huge thing that made like mainstream media. There's never gonna be anything like that again. But this now there probably will be eventually. Probably, but then like when you have like a gay rapper. And then you have someone from the hood who's been to jail talking about there's a gay agenda. Like, that beef seems different than the beefs that we've had in the past. I just don't consider that a beef. What do you consider because it then? Because I'm going to, if I see you doing this, I'm going to cause you, like, bodily harm. Like, but it was, I don't think that's a beef. Cause so then, what, like, that's what I'm asking. What's that's beef? Just a, just a, beef is just like, because it's not mutual on both sides, on both parties. Like, Lil X doesn't want to fight Lil Boosie. He doesn't give a fuck. That has to be beef. If you came up to me and said, I have beef with you, Curtis, I'm like, okay, that's a Victor problem. No, but that's why it would be beef. It'd be, it'd be a problem. Beef is like when both parties have problems with each other. I have a, if I have a, just, I have a problem with you, it's one a single, a single item. But if we both have issues, we both got beef. Okay, so you're saying, like, so what are the I, I beef. I think beef is a mutual decision on both parties. So it's Pusha T and Kanye beef. Pusha T and Kanye? Or Pusha T and Drake, excuse me. So yes, that'd be a beef. That's a beef. Well, I guess you can call it. They, they, they but, both but Drake, already, like, Drake already acknowledged that he he knows those kind of problems. <laughs> no, he he did a while back. He okay, was, was, like, was Meek Mill and Drake a beef? That was real. Okay, yeah, they had songs after each other. Track each other. That was real. Okay, but, but they, that, they cleared that shit up. Like I don't know these rappers. They, these aren't these aren't street rappers. Like Kanye's not a street rapper. Drake is damn we're not a fucking street rapper. Right. That's why like it's like them going back and forth like oh here's your address like yo that's some like don't that's stupid shit like don't really give a fuck about that. <laughs> so I don't know I just feel like it's just different like everything about it is different like it doesn't feel like as mainstream which I think is good like we're not out here talking about like hurting killing and all that good stuff I just hope that as we continue to move forward with the uh, music genre. This can all get subsided, and we can just make good music. They're gonna drop on the same day. Donda. Honestly, was the entire time they have a fucking joint album coming out? That's not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think that's not gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen. They, they actually have one plan before. That's why the twelve year thing makes sense because like they talked about having a joint album before, mm. like maybe five years ago, and now it's like twelve year, like oh, a twelve year beef all of a sudden. I'm like, this niggas, this niggas is lying. <laughs> so you think it's like that old school, like uh, that's just so like. Stupid. I think no. I think I think like every record industry like, hey, this is how you pump. Up oh, one hundred percent. This is one hundred percent because when those albums, let's say they, because first off, no one's 
people are buying it still, technically, but like once those once either album drops, that's why I think Drake is trying to wait because they they know Kanye will drop on the same day as him. Mm. On purpose. So when does this is the other caveat, no beef, like he's just doing his own thing, but then on Twitter recently we saw Kendrick like post some stuff about oh, yeah, uh, new album coming. coming out, yeah. So you think all th- well okay, one question is like, what does it matter if all three are coming out? It's not like I have oh my god, an album cost fifteen dollars. I only have enough in my pocket for one of them and it's mm-hmm. these three incredible artists that I need to buy on the same day. Like we have so many like so many people are loyal to their streaming which you should be Spotify. Uh, like, so people are loyal to their streaming platforms that like, why does it matter if Kanye, Drake, and Kendrick all drop their album on the same day? It's a, it's a marketing thing. It's about money. Can I listen to them all on the same day? Not really. Same weekend? Like Labor Day is coming up. That's a three-day weekend. I don't know, man. Because this is... Because you know why? It's like, it really comes down to the kind of person you are. Like obviously, if you want to listen to like, just like straight lyrical music, you listen to Kendrick. But then if you're saying you're going out for the weekend... You probably won't hear this to Drake because Drake can give you your whole fucking Drake might give you your soundtrack for the weekend. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it could. Like, but depending on the kind of person, like, obviously, I listen to all three, but, like, I really hate when these fucking rappers drop on the same fucking day. Because, granted, <laughs> it's all streaming shit. But right. it's like, bro, like, I only have so many hours a day to listen to this type of shit. Like, and then the worst part is, like, if you don't, because, listen, life moves by so fast, you know this. The second I forgive or something, that's it. Like, I'll forget about this shit for, like, I still listen to fuck. I haven't listened to Chris Brown's. Three albums ago, still because it's fucking forty-one tracks. Like and you're, you're like, fucking I'm good. yeah, you're yeah. fucking. Yeah, I'm, that's why, I like, but, but you want to hear because those let's say for example, they, those three drop in the same fucking day. First off, all the spot of all the streams are gonna fucking crash from all the fucking data coming in at them. Nah, Their I servers will crash because everybody will, they'll be okay. Everybody will be on that. They'll be okay. Everybody I don't think they'll crash. Them. You'd be surprised people. You know, people will be on their fucking streaming services a lot. So as I'm saying, I'm sure they can. Their servers, it. no, they're no the servers. Can yeah, handle I think they will. Together. <laughs> find out, but um, like that'd be so terrible. Cause like I don't know what I'll just do first. Um, well, my biggest thing also is, I think on the one hand, like, hey, yeah, we're not all dropping the album on the same day, so it doesn't matter. Like, that I gotta physically go to a. Best There's also a competition thing. No, I think I feel like too, but then I think at the same time, like the other end of it is, uh, we can't hold record labels and artists responsible for a certain date. Like no more, and, there's and, no more, no more that day shit. Yeah, like, if they came out and said, "Hey, this album's coming which out," which is the beauty, like it's, remember, it's pros and cons. Beyonce dropped the album out of nowhere one time. Yeah, she dropped like at fucking ten o'clock at night. It was like, and, and no one even knew. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? And that shit went number one by this day. What's it called? Uh, U 2s album was put on everyone's which iPhone. Crazy, because Apple was just like, here, take this, take this shit. Yeah. So and also, I remember, I think it was Taylor Swift or someone like they accidentally upload like like a static thirty seconds. It was number one on iPhone. On really? It was it was it was an accident and like it got uploaded and then everybody saw it. It was thirty. It was number one. Well, I think it's interesting because when we look at streaming, someone has to make a profit off of that. Mm-hmm. And is it more for the artist or more for the record company? And I think when we saw Scarlett Johansson sue Disney over mm-hmm. streaming rights, it's like where does that money go to? Because we want to talk about people being on Spotify recently a lot. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah, like all oh, she's her one. music she's one, was yeah. just re-released and. Like there were new all, people were listening to it. It's like they've heard whole her generation life. had like never Which heard of her. Wild. And then it's crazy though because then you look at it and a lot of her family was like, we don't want to put this on there because the royalties are still going to go to R. Kelly. Oh, that's why they didn't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, so I think they want her because who owns her masters? Like that's always the big thing. And then after so many years, you get them back. Well, we got to look at it because there's this report that came out in the L.A. Times, according to testimony. Uh, 
we're learning a lot about R. Kelly. <laughs> about R. Kelly. Uh, we're learning that his physician, his personal physician, said in 2007 he tested positive for herpes, which is something that he's had to take medication for since then. And then we also found out when Aaliyah was 15, and we so all knew that they were married. They got married just so they could have an abortion, so she had an abortion at 15. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, but uh, Aaliyah is one of my favorite artists. Uh, I know she's one of your favorite artists. When we were alive and you know dating ourselves again back in like sixth, seventh grade, who's the other Aaliyah? You know, Aaliyah doing credits like uh, not Romeo's Die. She was doing movies. Die, she yeah. was doing like her album, like Take Care. Where's oh my God. Where's the middle? Well, Change they, position. But it's interesting because what was it? Anderson Pack came out and was oh, he put that tattoo. tattoo that said, "Don't release any of my music." When I die, so, so like, what, the unreleased what, stuff, yeah. Yeah, but what are your thoughts on all this? Because like, some like I'm sure Timbaland, Missy Elliott, they have to have some type of like, like recordings of Aaliyah that we don't know about. Oh, 100. They always do. They all, well, yeah, they they they, they, have, they all have it. But like, I think because the reason why he said Anderpack is like, you know, Pop Smoke. Like, he had two albums come out after his death. The first one, okay, that was fine. The second one that came out, some he got some hits on it, but like, there's literally a quote from Pop Smoke. Who says I do not do songs with niggas because I don't like niggas. Right. I don't trust niggas. And his second album, Post Motor, is is full of niggas. And everybody's just like, he wouldn't have wanted that. Well, it's interesting. You and said. then you could tell, unfortunately, it's all about money. And yeah. it's sad. And it's like, I think I'm not sure who sure who owns his masters. I'm pretty sure he he might have a good deal with it. But it's just like, you at what point are you doing it for the artist? Are you doing it for yourself? No, it's definitely. I think that's the change that we're seeing in all this because, like, they're saying, "Oh, Lee's gonna have a new album coming out. It's gonna feature like Chris Brown and all these people." And it's like, wait a minute, we don't want to like hear her with him, or we don't want to like have that. And I think when you look at Masters, it's like it's always been the record company. Mm-hmm. It's like the record company's like, "No, this is ours." That's the whole thing with Prince when he changed his name from Prince to the artist formerly known as Prince and went to the symbol. Because he's like, "I came up with these songs. I did this." The record label's basically like taking it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, but he took their money. He took he took their money, but then you look at it like I think his I think his sister, um, or Pais- someone who runs Paisley Park, I believe it's his sister now owns like a lot of his masters. Mm-hmm. But then, as you said, that's a whole generation who might not know. So that's why like, like it's hard. Like you want people to like enjoy this person's music, but then you don't want. He had a message like yo fuck them niggas like fuck them record. That's what he said. <laughs> I mean, fuck no, them record companies. I mean, no, but like Prince, it's like because oh, I think Jay Z so, has a part of it too. But like he's like. I'm not trying to deal with but that. I think it's 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 their music will be able to live on. It's like where would the world be if like someone had Michael Jackson's records and, and like, said no and said no and took them off and someone's Prince like Aaliyah like that's why like Whitney it's, Houston Luther Vandross like all these Aretha Franklin like all these great artists like some I heard somebody argue that R. Kelly music should still be being played. It was like as a, as a push, but I guess because someone uh, was someone was like like if you could if you could separate the two, it was like I guess like if you can separate an artist and that's the big thing. But I think for all you artists out there listening. Get it in writing and, and own your own masters. <laughs> well, sometimes, well, sometimes it's hard, you know. You got to think, like, if you want to become a star, you got to sign some shit away. That's Unfortunately, true. it's like thing. Like, you all can't be Master B. Uh, that's true. Because like, not everybody has that 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 mind. Like, you go, like, how it's like NBA players. And like, oh, the baseball player thing, how the Tati signed that, that, that dumbass deal. Well, that was different, yeah. But, like, I'm saying, like, you give someone an opportunity, like, hey, listen, you got nothing. I'll give you this, right. but I want this in return. Right, exactly. And, it's like, and that's a deal we all have to like. Make we need to deal with, unfortunately. Yeah. So if you're out there listening, sponsors. Yeah. If you want to give us some money, partnership, we gotta, baby, we out here, <laughs> yeah, and we got to do some stuff. We're going to do it. But Victor, we've done a lot of, uh, you know, not shine the light prettiest on our, you know, fellow black men. So I do want to get a positive story in here. Uh, J.R. Smith, 
uh, NBA player, is now a student athlete at North Carolina A&T. He will be uh, on the golf team for the Aggies. I thought this was a really cool story. That's the school that Steph is sponsoring? No, that's Howard. But, but, But again, two historically black colleges, which is great because Steph had to bring that program out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.R. Smith. I remember when he dropped that money. I was like, yo, what? He's like, yeah, I want to get this shit going. Like, yeah, that, that was, and, that's and big. That's huge. And now that you have J.R. Smith, I guarantee you, even if he doesn't do well or make a highlight, I guarantee you all the major media outlets are going to bring reporters out there and a Just video camera. Him. And who knows who might be on the same course as him. And he might say, like, hey, I'm not that great, but hey, you got to check this So this out. is my issue I have with that. So J.R. Smith is 35 years old. Correct. All right, that's fine. He's going to school. Good for you. That's what you should be, should be doing. But I think it's like, at what point, is it is it unfair advantage for him to be on the golf team? Because obviously, he's been a pro since about 17 years old. So 17 years in pro. His teammates are probably, what, 20, 21? So it means, oh, wait, 18, college. 19, 21. So it yeah. means the age of his teammates, he's probably been playing golf longer than they almost been alive. Well, is he, number one, is he good at golf? That's number one. He's probably pretty good. He's probably pretty he's, good. Well, I'm not, okay, I'm not saying he's pro level, right. but he's probably good at playing as a fucking college kids. Right, so is it more about his teammates or more about the competition? Is it an unfair, unfair advantage for the competition? And that's a great question. Also, I think competition too because he has more access to stuff that most kids might not have access to, like golf lessons from good-ass butt pluggers. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's... And also, he just but didn't. Now that he's a student athlete, wouldn't he fall under the same category of rules that everyone but, else does? Yeah, you can't get paid for shit, right? But he no, got, but if you go say like, "Hey, LeBron," like, or "Hey, whoever," "Hey, Tiger," mm-hmm. like, give me a lesson, and he does it, like, is that an unfair advantage? Is that do? not your friend, like actual do- documented friend for the last eighteen years of your life? <laughs> that's that's a good question. Because also, there's no like, yeah, like you pay him, like pay him what? Like I don't like you know what I'm saying? I don't like, it's too. Like, like we just went. And we actually are just friends. Like I've been. He's. He's probably been to Tory Lanez now. Like, you know, like he, he's, he's Tory, had Tory Lanez? Whatever the fuck it was. Tory place? Pines? Yeah, that, that bullshit. <laughs> that bullshit. I was like, he was, what? He was dead. So, for example, he played basketball for owners and executives that probably played golf on the weekends. Right. They probably still play golf. I don't know if he might say friends with them. Maybe on the weekends, like, Ayo, JR, we're playing golf with Phil Benson this weekend. You want to come with us? Okay, here's my counter to that. He's been playing basketball for so long, mm-hmm. has a lot of mileage. Mm-hmm. Who's to say like he doesn't come through in like he doesn't get more injury prone? Injured. Like yeah. hey, like we've seen Tiger like he has a hard swing, back problems. Well, how many years has like Jr. been like hooping and like does he have knee issues, leg issues, back issues? I mean, again, he's what you said thirty five. Thirty five now. Yeah. yeah, so that's not that old, especially like in but golf. no, like it's not old, but in basketball terms, right? Your your right. body, exactly, your body's been banged up. Like, but see, I love this because the reason why I love Serena Williams and why I love Venus Williams is because they had an effect on young women of color playing tennis. Okay. Coco Golf, Madison Keys, Sloane Stevens, like all these people said, no, I picked up a tennis racket because I saw those two black women on TV mm-hmm. and I saw the representation and I wanted to do it. A lot of people thought, oh my God, Tiger Woods, best golfer. He's black. He's black. He's going to have an effect no, on that. You got, you got and that, nigga though. And then, well, no, that never happened. I think not only J.R. Smith, but Steph Curry. Like, Howard did not have a golf team. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry came in and said, boom, here's, here's some money. Some money. Let's, get this going. Let's get it going. And that's more scholarships. That's more of an opportunity for more kids of color to play golf, which we haven't really had in the past. And now with J.R. Smith doing it, who's to say there's not more NBA players that do it within their community? I do I do like how NBA play. How like, I like how you went back to school. Yeah, same. I love that. Like, it's like, obviously these players, he didn't go to high school, he went to college, which is like, it's funny that like, 
you're still eligible, but you didn't go to college. So what, right. what, what are you talking about a basketball team? You can't because you're pro, right? Because pro, I probably pro in that sport. If I, so that's why I'm thinking like it must be because the sport itself. And I'm like, he definitely had his, his agent or his lawyer like, yo, look it up. Can I play golf at that school? And I'm because sure, like, like, why do you pick that school of all schools? Like, I'm sure the top school, like no disrespect, like going to a historically black college like North Carolina A and T. It's gonna be I, good. I don't know. I don't know if their if their like club is as good as like a Stanford. I would. I was. I'm just gonna assume by the complexion of the players, probably no. So I'm assuming like if he went to a Stanford, that's or, only because the fact that the, the kids that went to Stanford, for example, or like the Harvard or, or the, the Yale schools, they probably have parents that have more influence. They probably play golf their entire fucking life. Well, not not only that, but I think it's like the competition where it's like if Stanford, which has a really good uh, ti- uh, Tiger, that's where Tiger Woods went to school. If Stanford has a really, really good golf Stanford? program, yeah, when Stanford and he, like J.R. Smith goes to USC, mm-hmm. they're gonna be like, wait, 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 Stanford's gonna be like, wait a minute, uh, he can't be doing that. Yeah. Oh, he's going where? North Carolina and T. What is that? That's oh, probably, it's a historical back college. Oh, he probably he a good, good point. That's like, a feel good story. He good. Yeah, he good. They're probably like, you know what? Fuck it. He's not. No, what's funny? That's why I do kind of want to see him succeed. To see that kind of the problem. Well, see, here, here's my biggest issue with Tiger Woods. Like, I love Tiger Woods, the golfer. Mm-hmm. Eldrick, the person, eh, got hit or miss on. And I think the biggest thing is you look at Serena, who, like, Serena and Venus, they do tennis camps. You look yeah. at Michael Jordan, who has a history of not being, like, the most pro-black or pro-giving back to the mm-hmm. community. He still did, like, basketball camps. With some but of that's the more probably because, like, Hey, shoes, all that. Again, my thing with Tiger was if you were, because again, we talked about billionaires earlier in the show. Tiger Woods was a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Who's to say he couldn't go to Atlanta, DC, Chicago, Chicago in the summer, uh, LA? Who says he, Houston? He couldn't, Baltimore, he couldn't go to these majority black uh, neighborhoods and do golf camps. Hey, look, I'm doing a, a, a Saturday, Sunday golf camp. All clubs will be provided. You don't have to pay green fees. I'm going to show you guys how to golf. So my biggest thing is with Tiger, Tiger showed us that we didn't have to stick to just basketball and football. He showed us that we could golf, mm-hmm. but he never showed us how you to golf. like he should have came back and kind of showed Not it. came back, but like go, like basketball, it's like, okay, I see LeBron doing it. Okay, I'm not be able to dunk, but I can still get the ball in the hoop. Steph, okay, like I'm a little bit shorter. I can still shoot from distance. Okay, Chris Paul, like I can still get handles. Okay, football, if I try really hard, I can play this position, this position. Okay, track and field. Like we can, we know how to do that. But with golf, since it is such a hard thing to pick up, like, okay, I got to go to a golf course. Which you got to pay for clubs. You got to pay for clubs. Which is off the back is already expensive. If you don't pay for clubs, you got to rent them. You got to do green fees. Mm-hmm. Balls, which aren't cheap because you lose them. Because you lose them all. You lose them all. Like, granted, you call, like, it's like eight bucks for four. Like, that's cheap. Like, no, it's not. No, because you're going to lose those you four lose all, you instantly. Lose all four of your first four shots. Instantly. So he never really, Tiger Woods, it wasn't his, he'd never obligation. had to do it. Not it, his obligation. It was him. not. It just would have been like, hey, you're a billionaire. You're one of the biggest golfers. You're you're on you know Nike. How hard would it have been to get Phil Knight, the CEO, president, founder of Nike? The sponsor some shit. Michael do, Jordan. Do golf camp. Michael Jordan, who loves golf. Derek Jeter. Like, how hard would it be? Get, how hard would it be to get other Nike? Roy McIlroy. Other athletes and be like, look, let's show these kids how to golf. Because then you I, can get sponsors from other from the Taylor Taylor Made right Taylor Made right Taylor Made uh, Callaway like Titleist like all that stuff. And you could have like had that wave of, or insurgence of new players, which would have made the game better. I think what Steph and Jr. are doing are great because you're right. Jr. might have a bigger influence where he does know someone else, and he might be like, "Hey guys, look, I'm gonna show you guys from." I think, such for such. example, because Jr. I think like how you said like the fanfare. I think he he brings obviously it's all about the season, how the season. I'm not sure how the season works. If for example, let's say he's playing in Atlanta and Lakers are playing in Atlanta that weekend. 
and the day off, I see LeBron Bro, taking the Lakers to the game, to, right. to, the, to, to the golf match, and watching it. And so honestly, unfortunately, you know, ESPN's going to be all over that fucking shit. Oh, they're going to be over Zooming sure. in on LeBron. So but, I think what they're going to do is, I think what they would do is, like, like let's say, for instance, the, the golf match is on Saturday, and the Lakers don't play Atlanta until Sunday. Mm-hmm. And let's say the Lakers have, like, uh, a day on Friday, a day on Saturday to do whatever they want in Atlanta. Let's stay with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Let's say what happens Friday if JR invites LeBron to the uh, driving range. And it's like, oh my God, LeBron's at the driving no, range. exactly. See, and then, that's and what then I on, see. And then on Saturday during the match, LeBron's in the crowd at the match. And then any, like, I think any basketball player that like JR knows, because he's relatively, he could still be hooping in the league. Still could be hooping. Question is, what if he gets a call? Does he, does he come? I mean, that's, that, that, I think that's a personal choice, but I do think like, because JR. I do, I do think, I guess I see very big upside for like, because golf is like, it's a white people's sport in our eyes still. Obviously, we do have Tiger Woods. There are people of color that do play it. There's girls that are out there really fucking good at this shit. But really, but mostly speaking, most people probably. So you ask some kid in a certain area, like, you play golf? I'm not Tiger Woods. I'm not white. That's right. probably the, the right. response to that. And I think if JR can change that. I think another thing with JR is JR went after Bleacher Report today when Bleacher Report posted a photo of him, like, imagine running to JR on campus and it's like him holding a ball at Hennessy. And he responded, like, he commented on it, like, I'm tired of this. Like, you're doing this with narratives. And when you look at someone like J.R. Smith, who's had so many memeable moments, whether it is like these Hennessy bottle moments, whether it was game one of the NBA finals when LeBron's like looking at him like the clock, I think for him, it means a lot for him to be a student athlete. For once. Student athlete, go back and hey, go to class and grow. And who knows, like even off the golf course, like when he's in class with these other students, you know, assuming that they're back in school, everyone's vaccinated, no uh, Zoom classes. He's able to like tell people like how much would you love if you were a business major to talk to J.R. Smith exactly and be like hey as an NBA player who gets hit up all the time about business proposals mm-hmm. and all that like what can I do to like get your investment how can I come to you correctly mm-hmm. like what's something that Rich Paul Maverick Carter and LeBron look at mm-hmm. when someone like approaches them like there's like he can do so much off the golf course it's a lot of like yeah it's, I think it's, it's positive it, this I think is it's, great. it's really positive like it's a big it's that's why like it's I think the biggest positive people to understand, like, this man skipped college, went to the pros, which is fine. Yeah. And he said, you know what? I'm going back to school. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of players don't really do that. Like, they, like, Vince Carter is one of the most famous players for fucking, he graduated during the playoff, which was, was amazing. Yeah. But it's like, a lot of these players, they don't go to college for no reason. They, they go, they go there just to waste time. Yeah, and, uh, and, and honestly, well, that was, well, I, like, I think the rules were, was like. The rules, unfortunately, yeah. they go and they take somebody else's spot. Who needs it more than they do? But now you look at the name and your likeness. Like, Which that's going to change a lot of things. Because JR's fifth big buddy off of that. Deck. That's a big question. Because he's a big time name. Like, he, can, he can make some money. Like, even if he gets, like, a local car dealership to sponsor like, the like, team. Like, it was saying, like, he can be like, can you imagine going like, hey, JR, we're going to sponsor you for 25K. He's going to look at him like, shut the fuck up, turn around right now. Like, <laughs> like, I want a million dollars minimum. Oh my no, god! He's, but he he does he has, he has, level. He has a, a portfolio like yo bro like I'm worth this. Right. I'm a two time NBA champion. Yeah. Which is still wild to say all out. But it's like this motherfucker. You realize this fool won a championship and just shit the Lakers. <laughs> like, I mean, my biggest thing is like I'm happy for him. I think it's a great move for him. Uh, all props to you. Wait, 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 I'm gonna watch his highlights. Oh yeah, I I, and I, I, I only want to see how good he is. I want to see that, and I think with. As we like evolve with everyone having a phone and everyone being able to do this, I think there's gonna be so many more eyes on HBCUs and especially like golf, which is great. Uh, I think it's a smart move by JR, and we wish nothing but the best for him and give him all his flowers. However, Victor, mm-hmm. you know what's not been smart? What? 
all these people doing the crate challenge. Oh my goodness. Now, for those of you who don't know, the crate challenge is, I don't even know how this started, uh, which just like any other viral medium, I don't know how that starts. But what you do essentially is you get a whole bunch of milk crates, you stack them up into a pyramid type shape, and you try to walk on milk crates. Sounds simple, but I've seen some of the best videos this past 72 hours, Victor. People falling, people's legs just shaking. The one kid who uh, kicked the crates. Did you see that video? Oh, on the, middle, the red one? Yeah, he kicked the <laughs> Where it was like, the, they were saying the old man was taking too long. So they like, these two little kids just kicked the milk crates. The nigga rolled a blunt. The guy rolled a blunt. The two guys who were standing like side by side holding each other. The big dude who legs were wobbling. Uh, Victor, like, number one, what are your thoughts on the crate challenge? I think it's and then, first off. And then number two, what is it going to take? Free to do it, um, nothing. But um, <laughs> first of all, when I first saw the crates, my first response was, "Do you know? Wait, 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 do you know where to get crates from, Curtis?" So, like, if I ask you right now, you go go give me twenty fucking crates. Where would you, only, you go? The only place I would know of is outside of a bar, or outside okay. of a restaurant. That's okay. it. And this I'm one a, because a, my dad, who's in the service industry, I'm gonna tell you where they are. Okay, they're by fucking dumpsters because you know why? At fast food restaurants, when they get deliveries, there their food, go. their stuff comes in those fucking crates. And they leave it by the dumpsters for them to pick it up the next fucking day. So okay. these niggas is out there uh-huh. driving around to a fucking dumpster and picking up crates and putting it in their car and building this shit. Also, uh-huh. big, the biggest flaw, they're putting it on grass, which is unlevel and not fucking hard surfaces. They're doing, they're doing grass and, and on cement. top of that, they're putting it on the grass next to cement. So nigga, if you fall, you falling on cement. Like, come on, son. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird how in America that stuff like this goes viral for no reason. No reason. Like, it literally... It took one motherfucker. I saw that fat nigga, I believe, like, a fly video. He did it. And the next... And then some nigga was sitting there on his phone, like, bet. I can do this. I can do this. And now, here's my big thing. So, number one, my favorite But also, hold on. Before that bet part, it it was a collective thought with many niggas that said bet at the same fucking time in their head... They, well, we one, one guy saw it and probably sent it around. No, but I talking about track. that, like, because how the way this shit works sometimes, like, millions of people saw it at one time. It was like, even, let's call it a thousand people saw it. Probably out of a thousand, ten people had the same idea that said, I could do that bullshit. Right. Those ten go out and do it, and it keeps multiplying, multiplying, multiplying. Now we see that shit. Right. But it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with people? And also, when I get, okay, let's say if I did attempt it, which I would, I would never attempt it unless mm-hmm. I'm getting paid mad money. Okay? If someone was all like, I'll give you 50000 to do the crate challenge. Let's fucking go. But you have to finish it. What, what, what about finish it? I lose? Yeah, if you slip and fall, you're just humiliated. You're on TikTok. Well, you're on. Oh, bet. Wind <laughs> me up, nigga. I'll do a fucking backflip on the so side. So how, how much money would it cost? Like, how much money would you have to have because 50K to do will, this? Because 50K will cover my, my medical bills by having to fall afterwards. No, no, you don't well, get the 50K. I'll, make, I'll try to make it. So, so you got to make the whole thing. You got to make it up, then down. To, to, to attempt, to, for me to attempt it, 50K minimum. But but if you don't if you don't make it, you don't get it. I don't get it. That's fine. But people, haha, Victor, you go viral. I ain't about that part because... You go viral as long as you don't listen. As long as you're not the nigga that got shot up at, saw that shit right. What? You see that? You hear about that one? No. Some guy got shot doing the crate challenge. They were. I'll send you video as we're boy. Literally, they were doing the crate challenge. I think they were in fucking what city? I think in St. Louis or some ghetto ass niggas nigga city. But like they were going up it. The fool was recording it, and 
out of nowhere, all you hear was pop, 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 pop. The guy with the phone is running, and he's like, yo, grab my gun, grab my gun. And at first I was like, this is fucking fake. Next thing when the news came out, people with three people shot, one person dead as somebody was filming a crate video. See, I was like, niggas is wildin'. So my biggest thing is like, not to take that turn, because uh, I thought the best one. I thought you knew that one already. I, no, no, the best one I thought was the guy who had no sock, he had no shoes on, socks, and he was by the dumpster. Uh, he was uh, he was by the dumpster, and he like he thought he was gonna run up and, and something fell. Oh, yeah. But then you saw like the woman like in the high heels, like she did it. So again. See, people don't understand, like, what she did was, you know how Craig's had that, that hard part? Yeah. So she looked down. She was focusedly stepping on that part, because obviously she missed that part. She fallen in. But she still made it. Like, you but should tell other people to do that. Like, no, focus also, on the crates. Also, yeah, the people, because also, there's different size crates. But, like, I think it's the funniest shit, because, like, I have seen people fall so fucking bad. And, like, I've seen their bruises. And this black person, we don't bruise like that. This <laughs> fool had the fattest bruise. Also, Curtis, let me ask you Curtis. Let's say you were on top of that thing, right? And right. remember... This isn't 20 feet in the sky. You're probably talking, what, this is probably five feet up, give or take? Yeah. Bail out. Like jump just up. Just jump down. Just like, jump down. Yeah, like... Like, at, when, at, you, when you start wobbling... You're at most six feet in the air. At most. At most at six feet. At most six feet in the air. But see, here's my biggest issue with them. I don't have a problem with people falling. My, my biggest concern is, number one, who's putting it together? And then number two, when you do fall, like, who puts it back up? Like oh, that's a bro, lot of work. I, see <laughs> like, no, I don't want to see. I don't. That's the. I'm like, dude. I don't like. I don't want to step on it. But like, you're telling me I got to put like this pyramid together just to then break it down. Like, no, I'm not doing that. If this was, but here's what I will say. But usually, it's always like ten niggas there doing that shit. So like, it's easy to be ten people putting it up. American Ninja Warrior coming soon. Oh, 100. When we're back inside, there's gonna be some amusement park or oh, no, they have, rec they, family they, fun they, center. Watch, watch the show. It's the it's a show right now. It's still going. Splash. What's no, that? It's American Ninja Warrior. No, I'm saying that, but like, I feel like this, they're going to introduce the crate challenge. Yeah. They're going to be like, no, how fast? No, it's not going to be like, can you do it? It's going to be like, how fast can you do it? But, but they'll probably have like, it's going to be moving and shit. Like, they'll, they'll, yeah. do, something, they'll, they'll do something <laughs> yeah. stupid to yeah. make it impossible. Like, why is it moving? But it's on people, fire on this one. But like, how much you want to bet people are going to still compete and try to do 100%, it? 100%. 100%. Like, the crate challenge is so dumb. Like, because people, because the worst part is like, niggas is really stealing crates. <laughs> Because they're not buying this shit. Like, who buys crates? Like, Curtis, can you imagine if I came in right now and said, yo, I bought 20 crates. Like, for what? No, I'd be like, get out. Like, exactly. Where but, am I going to put those? But I think one of the funny ones was the fat girl. See, I don't I don't like to do the weight thing. I mean, I just like to do, like... She was fat. I think it's just unbalanced. Like, you... you no, because also, also, I've sat on those things before at, at my previous jobs. They're not fucking strong. They're not built for a human body to step no. on it. And the fact that these fools don't understand, like, when you guys start stepping on it, and it's, it's funny because the hesitation is why they're falling. Right. If you just kept going. Like, because certain people, so I don't know, so if the rule is step, 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 up, 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 or you have to put both feet on each crate and then keep going up. So my other thing was, can you, do, do you have to do one, one, or can you That's what I'm saying, because I, I saw people doing one, 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 yeah, one, Yeah, going on every other. Because it's it's weird. This thing is about, one, is about how it's built and what it's built on. If it's on, I've, I've noticed the ones, on, the ones on concrete, which is fucking dangerous as fuck. They're way more sturdier because the concrete is flat, yeah. but grass isn't. And then the ones that go, it's like you have to go like a certain speed. And the second you get to the, the top three, that's when you can't fucking hesitate. Because no. that's when they start fucking wobbling. Once you get to the middle and you're like, uh, uh, I'm just like, no. But again, you know, the biggest question too is, is it about your legs? I think it's more core. It's core and legs. It's core and legs. It's so really, it's, like, it's all your core. All your core. It's like Because that dude was smoking a blunt. He was just 
He was standing straight, but he was also posture. focusing on something. So and he got cocky and fell the fuck out. <laughs> but I think the, I, I still think the funniest one when the dude was on halfway and I thought that you take his one and knocked him over. That's the best one. Like, and it is, and the worst kids part did is, that, that was great. And the worst part, you have like thirty things at a park laughing. Yeah, other people laughing, are laughing like ah, record like you ain't gonna do that same thing. So I guess my big question to our audience is, how much would it take for you to do the Craig challenge? I'm starting at fifty thousand. That's how much. Yeah, that's how much it would take for me to do that. Uh, Victor. Yes. We got a new segment for the show. Yes, we do. It's called your Marvel Minute Update. Mm. So what I'm going to need you to do is put a minute on the clock. We're going to get right through this because mm. I know like you get oversaturated with Marvel stuff just like uh, other people do. Mm. Um, but we, we got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. At least it was a big deal for me. So you ready? We're going to set that timer for one minute. You ready? So Tell one, me when to go. One, two, three. All right, so look, there's a new trailer that came out. Sony released it. We all thought it was going to come out sooner, but it didn't. It just came out. It is the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, and it looks fantastic. Okay, already broke the record for most views for a trailer. Beat the Batman, which is coming out later with Robert Patterson. Victor, this looks great. If you've been watching the Disney Plus shows with Loki and WandaVision, we know that there's so much going on. We know that the, the, the loop is going. We know that the MCU is bringing in more characters. Or do we? So here's the thing. In the trailer, we see Doc Ox is coming back. We see the Green Goblins coming back. We see Mag... Who is it? Mephisto's coming back. We see all these people coming back. However, here's my big thing. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, the other Spider-Mans are rumored to be in it. JB Smooth slipped. But here's my thing. I'm wearing this shirt for a reason. You might not be able to see it at home. I'm wearing my Miles Morales shirt. Sony! Put Miles Morales in the movie live action. It's going to be fantastic. The first black Spider-Man will be in this film. Write it down. Take it to the bank. It's going to happen. And boom. See, that, that's all it took. Just, that thank was you. the longest minute of my life. Thank you. Thank you for giving that to me. But I'm going to go see Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, now, Victor. Also, new segment. Okay. We got a new segment. Yes, we do. Two new. We got two more. Two, ooh, ooh, two segments. So it's going to be our pettiness of the week. Mm. It might not happen every week, but we got a story this So week. we have two options. Because you have one you showed me just now. I like mine. I like mine. I know I know. I just took a minute of your time. I'm going to take up another one. No, that's fine. So there was an invoice sent to two people, a couple. It was sent from a hotel in Jamaica. It was an invoice for $240. Mm-hmm. It was for a wedding. The invoice says, no call, no show guest. It says, quote, the invoice is being sent to you because you confirmed seats at the wedding reception during the final he- headcount. The amount above is the cost of your individual seats because you didn't call or give us proper notice that you wouldn't be in attendance. Mm-hmm. This amount is what you owe us for paying for your seats in advance. You can pay via Zale or PayPal. Please reach out to us and let us know which method of payment works for you. Thank you. So, hold on. so the hotel sent that? Or the no, guest? it was it was the bride and groom. Okay. from the desk of oh, okay. the I was hotel like, because they I had to go to the hotel like, and say, "Hey, this is how much it costs." I think fuck that hotel. Well, here's well here's my question: the bride and groom was this petty or not petty? It's fucking petty, bro. Yeah, <laughs> because like it's petty. Because like, what is the fucking reason you couldn't make it? Well, I mean, it, it, so you're saying the people who are like, getting the I can literally say like, "Yo, I'm going," and then what if last second. I what they had what they had a spirit flight, <laughs> but I think it was like no call no show. Yeah. So that's the big thing. I don't think it's petty because I'm like, look, weddings are expensive. We're also doing a destination wedding. First off, and you, you typically have... you typically do destination weddings to weed out people who can't afford it and who aren't going to want to travel and go, right. especially in a pandemic. Mm. 
So you know that the hotel probably is going to charge you more because they missed out on their tour season. You said you were going to come. The last time we said, hey, we're doing headcount. You said we're going to be there. You didn't show up. Hey, no, here's your bill. We, we ain't paying for this. We can't take this food home. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's petty. Um, I think you put it on social media, which were, where we found it. That might be a little bit. That makes me really fucking petty. Who's, who put? I mean, I think well, it was the person who got the invoice. Nah, I would post that shit immediately. But, but would you pay it? Fuck no. You wouldn't pay it. At a different hotel? They can suck my dick. No. <laughs> you're not paying the hotel. You're paying back the bride and groom. They can go fuck themselves. No, I think it would be a real conversation to be like, like, are you serious? Yeah, they're serious. No, I would not, not you, nigga. I'm talking to them. I was like, talking no, to I'm saying like, I'm saying the bride and groom's response would be like, yeah, we serious. Like, this costs because us money. You didn't show up. We, I would, I would have to cover that out of our pocket. I guess, be, I guess before I charge them, I want to see why they didn't show up. So you, if they had a valid reason. Hell yeah. But my thing is, if you had a valid reason, you would have called. Well, the thing is, I don't know what, I don't know what the reason was. Well, they got fucking robbed. Okay. And they phone got taken. Okay. Well, here's, if there was like a family emergency and they weren't able to call because they were so distressed and all that. Totally See what I'm saying? That. Like, there's totally definitely. That. So I wonder. Were they, on, were they on Spirit? Got fucking rerouted to fucking Germany or something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like. My biggest thing is, did, they, did like, did the bride and groom reach out after? Also, I guarantee you, let's say, let's say I was a friend of like, of the groom. I'll be like, I knew that bitch. I knew that. It's that fucking bitch. I swear to God. I'll be <laughs> like, it's that nigga. I swear to God. I, I, I bet you. Because they'll say like, it's one or two. Like, because for both brides, be like, charge them. It was it was probably the fucking bride. It was probably the bride. Well, here's my thing too. It's like I wonder if they reached out to him. Because can you imagine going to your mailbox and be like, oh, I got something from this hotel yeah. in Jamaica, and then you open it and be like, wait a minute, like, invoice. Hey, honey, like, they sent us a fucking invoice. Wait, I owe, I, I owe money. Wait, what? We weren't even there. Like, I wonder if the bride and groom gave a heads up that it was coming. True. Was it maybe on the invite? Like, hey, if you guys don't know, show we're gonna charge you. Well, that could be a thing too. Cause, Cause I could see that happening. If say you warm like, hey, if you have to show up, we're gonna fucking charge you for it. Yeah, I mean, it's I I think it's kind of petty. It's fucking, that's petty, uh, that's petty. But I love it. it I it, think it's way more petty than my thing. But that was petty as fuck. I, like, I love it though. I love it. I love that pettiness. That's my pettiness of the week. Um, but before we get out of here, Victor, uh, we got it. We got to celebrate something that someone that we both like admire, respect, 100%. love, adore, miss. Uh, yesterday was Kobe Bryant's birthday, mm-hmm. and then today is August 24th, so it is Kobe Day, in honor of him wearing both the number eight and number 24 for the Lakers. Um, Victor, I know you're a huge fan of Kobe, so if you just want to share your thoughts on uh, the late, great Kobe Bryant. It's just, this should be a national holiday. National. It should be a national holiday. Like, well, I don't see why not. Like, it's just, like, it's just so, it's just so surreal still. Like, how right. many years has it been? It's been two almost, right? Dude, it's only been forty-three years old. Because it's January twenty twenty. It's only been forty-three. COVID, like he was when that's when COVID was going. Like remember, like we were just saying this year couldn't get any fucking worse, right? And, and then March said, "Hold my beer." Right, right, right. Yeah, and it was like, that was it. And it was like and we, we wildfires, Kobe. We couldn't, we couldn't cope with it. Like and then, and then like after that, it's like they they were literally locked down for the entire summer. Oh, it's Kobe's birthday. You're like, oh fuck. Yeah. And then you're like, yo, it's Kobe day. Like, yo, we can't even go out today. Yeah. And then now. We really, we, we, I didn't go yesterday. I was fucking tired. And but I was just like, it's just, it still, it still doesn't seem real. No, it doesn't. That I, he's gone. Granted, we don't. I don't know him personally. Like you don't really see this person, but like, you know, you will never see him. Right, right. And I, I love the fact that Mara Garcetti before the lockdown. The fuck Garcetti. <laughs> I love the fact that he was able to get with Kobe and make August twenty fourth like an official. Los and then the street in front of Staples is Kobe, right? Yeah. So it's like Part I love it. that, and I think it's something that we all can celebrate. And I like, I love the fact. That his birthday and this day are right next to each other, because mm-hmm. that means we can like really, really 
go back and admire and watch and enjoy that's the best life. There's so many Cel- highlights. Celebration of life. So do you have any highlights that stick out the most for you or just your favorite Kobe moment? Oh, there's so many moments. Like, I just think the best moment was when he got that fifth ring, when he won on top of that table when he stood up there. Yeah. Because, like, and that one shot that that photographer took of him holding the ball, like, cheering. Yeah. Like, that's just epic as fuck. So my mind will be like, there's so many, so many, so, so many, many Kobe. Like, there's, there's way too many in. You went with that one. I just remember his final game. Like you and I were together. We were in downtown. Through <laughs> that, like twenty sixteen. It was so many people. Like the Golden State Warriors were going for seventy three and nine, the best record in the NBA of all time. Whoop. They got swipe right, swipe left, real quick. Everyone was watching. He scored sixty in his final game, and for it to come against the Utah Jazz and knock them out of playoff contention, since he strode against Utah. Early Wasn't that the last thing he had to keep, like, gonna get over 40 over two? Like, oh, I'm, I'm it was sure. Some, it was some type of stat he had on top of that. Like, oh, the last team, he had like 40 on everybody but one. That was them. Yeah. And his so, last game, let me get 60 real quick. Right. So I think it was just so much that went into it. And, and, and Kobe, man, like, that mama mentality, like, it's real. And, it, and it's great to see so many young athletes. And we talk about, like, the Aliyahs of the world and, you know, the, all the, like, pop smokes and the people who, like, as long as a new generation gets to hear them, that's always great. And I think with this, Kobe will forever live on. Like legends, that, legends never die. Yeah, legends never die, and it's, it's going to be great. And as long as we hear more and more stories about him, like I love when some of that stuff comes out. When do you get the statue? Uh, that's that's a great question. Because uh, like, what do you what what do you do? You do a, a jump shot? I I also think uh, it's got to be when is Vanessa ready for the statue? For the statue, because it's you know eight in the front, twenty four in the back. Eight, yeah, Kobe's gonna get two. Or two statues or just one statue? No, I think it's two. I guess two statues. I think Damn. he does. I think he gets two statues. I think he was that big. It's Staples Center. Yeah. It's, like it's his house. Was, it was his house. Like, if it was the forum, like, yeah, it'd be like Magic, Kareem, Wilt, Jerry West, maybe throw Shaq in there. But, like, no, when you think of Staples Center, it's like you think of Kobe Bryant as a Laker. And he's going to get a lot of stuff in there. And, I like, I think it's, like, a lot, again, going back to the Hall of Fame speech that his wife um, – his widow uh, gave with Vanessa Bryant. It was fantastic. It was emotional. I loved it. And I think the Lakers and Jeannie Buss are going to reach out to her and be like, look, we're going to build this. Whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. What do you want? Where would you like it to go? Is there like a, a, a note or a scripture or something that you want engraved uh, on the statue? Obviously, she knows they were going to build the statue regardless. No, I think we all knew that. But the question is, it's like, when do you... Do you want to wait a few more? Because he's in the Hall of Fame officially. Yeah, we already knew he'd be Hall of Fame. Like, it's not do, you, a do you want to wait till like we're all fully vaccinated? Everyone, like when we go back to normal. Wait for his daughter to graduate USC or something exactly. like that. Like, I think there's a lot of. Stuff. And then, or wait like, for the kids to get a little older. So because they, they have a young, they have like they have a toddler. Yeah, like, like really three young. or two, three year old. So I think there's a lot. And then not only that, but Vanessa just got again. It. Vanessa, obviously, she's be part of it. Well, she she has to be a part of it. And then you look at Vanessa's personal life. Like she had to drop a lawsuit against her mom. Like her own mom about stuff that happened, and I know that that can't be easy. So I she's feel like the shares right now. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that she has to deal with, and when you have your partner in crime no longer be there, let alone your partner in crime is the one that she and really your like, daughter and your daughter. But you're talking about all this about like about his legacy and this and that. It's got to be tough because you got to think, well, what would he want? What would Kobe want? And it was, I'm glad that they were together for such a long time. So um, do you put the picture of her here in Gigi's statue? Uh, probably something um, like that. Yeah, or, or you probably can, I think you put like a mural. I, don't, you, I, don't you, know I say you put that in Staples. I think you could do that, like inside the tunnel somewhere uh, or somewhere in there. I think that'd be great. But uh, I love the fact that he had that Mamba mentality. He was starting the Mamba Academy. He was trying to teach everyone whenever you do something. He was focusing on girls' sports. Yeah, focusing. He on was pushing sports. girls' basketball. Yeah, she was going to be 
She was gonna be nice. She was gonna she's be great. She's gonna be nice. And you talked. We talked earlier about like the influence that J.R. Smith and Steph Curry and Serena and Venus had on up and coming uh, athletes. Like Kobe was definitely that. But did you hear the interview with, with um, Zebo on All the Smoke? He talked about how he moved to LA and he was like his daughter wanted to play basketball. Yeah, he was on the and jump. He, and he, and he, talked and he about called that. and she was like, he was like, all right, give her a tryout and we'll see. And yeah. he, was, I guess, Kobe to a lot of girl athletes, like a lot of little kids, like they wanted to play with Kobe. They're like. Can you call him dad? Like I can try, but yeah. like, I can't His guarantee. Team, like Matt Bar, like I was watching the jump when you know Zach Randolph was on there, and he said like, "Oh no!" Like he was playing one on one against my daughter, Matt Barnes's two sons. Like Kobe would show up at the gym, and he was no longer like Kobe. He was just like a, a guy helping person. like two kids who two boys who want to play basketball. Mm-hmm. So I think beyond that though, he was like, "Hey, I'm getting to venture capitalists. Like I'm going this with the same mob mentality." And I think yeah. that's the biggest impact is like everyone's doing it. It's not just athletes. He would own the team, right? It's like. Everyone's going in there and doing that and having that mentality. So, uh, Kobe, we miss you. Uh, Every day. Yeah, it's great that people can honor you and remember your legacy and celebrate your life. And uh, that's what we try to do on this podcast every time. Try to come in and kill it. Two uh, foot on my shirt. Kobe <laughs> doing work. Yeah, so I, I hope that um, we can, you know, come in with his same energy, same level of presence on this podcast and really take this thing off. Because uh, Victor and I live with that mama mentality. So, uh, Victor, don't want to go on too much of a downer because uh, it is a celebration of his life and everything he's accomplished. Uh, yeah. But where can people find you and where can people find the show? Well, you guys can find the show at the Eros Podcast. That's T H E E R O S P O D C A S T. That's only Twitter, Instagram, not TikTok as well, Curtis. <laughs> but you can find me at V I C underscore G W four O's and three D's. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. <laughs> me, not the podcast. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. At Chillin' with Curtis, that's Chillin' with Curtis, Chillin' with no G. And you can find me on Twitter, at Curtis Sheehan. That's all one word. No more TikTok for you or what? Uh, I got TikTok. I got to go back and look because you know I don't have a, a strong mindset. I'm yeah. not on the crate challenge and all that stuff just yet. You will but, be soon. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to like like the podcast, share Wear it. Wear a fucking mask, people. <laughs> Download it. Uh, we'll see you guys next time.